Since just present 
much about everything else but we do know that you still reign you reign yesterday you reign today and you'll reign forever and ever and ever and our job here 
is to make disciples of other people worship you and walk in a life that you would just that glorifies you. We thank you, Father, for who you are. We thank you. A million scriptures, it seems, is going through my head of every time you spoke, God. Oh, God, thank you, Father. Right now, we lift up this country. You reign. We lift up this peninsula because you reign. We lift up every pastor of every denomination because you alone are God and you reign. Thank you, Father. We're not going to miss a step in serving you. We're not going to miss a step of worship. Turn from their wicked ways. Seek your face. And then you're healed from here from heaven and heal our land. We've hung on to that and we're hanging on to that. Heal our land. Thank you, God. There's none like you. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Almost didn't come. You know why? Because this morning when I popped on Facebook, a pop-up came on my Facebook. It says, if you're tired, you don't have to go to church today. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. That was this morning. I went, what? If I'm tired, I don't have to go to church? Where does that come from? What a week. We're still waiting to see who our next president will be. Just like many of you, we're glued to our TV and watching. And I turned that off three days ago, I think. You know, I'm married to a small-town politician, so we did have to stay up to 4 o'clock in the morning to watch all that junk. But I know this, and I don't know much more today. I know that God is still good. That's really all I have to say about that. God is good. He's still so good. He's still so good. Our faith is not connected to the news because the news is not always true. I'm telling you that if you're plugged into the news, then you're plugged into the wrong source. You need to disconnect that and plug in to the source that gives you strength, that gives you hope, that gives you everything that you need. The same source you've been plugged into all along. Stay plugged into that source. Don't fall for it. Don't plug into the news. So here we are. We wait. And we pray. He heard every prayer. But don't stop now. Last week, remember I said, even the runners stick their heads in and put their chest out and cross. Keep praying. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Because we're Christians, we don't pray when we just need stuff, you know? The future and the past is his. Like the author of a book, he knows it all. He knows every character. He knows every script. He knows what people will do, what they won't do. He knows how he wants this entire story to end. 
We're reading it and we're studying it now in Isaiah. He knows when it's large, we, it's earth-shattering, world events will happen. He's totally aware of this. And the kingdom of God is not in trouble. I want to announce that the kingdom of God is not in trouble. And neither are you. And neither are you. The kingdom of God is not in trouble. Don't act like it is. It's not. Our creator understands the powerful combination of time and testing and growing us as individually and individuals and growing our faith and just see who's praying and who's not. See who walked through. I have repented so much in the last eight weeks. Man, I have gone back to every moment I can think of because of what Scripture says, and I've thought about every little thing. I mean, and then I realize I have to do this daily. There's something that happens to me daily. Our Creator is still good. He's great. He has wisdom that we can't even imagine, and His timing is to the millisecond. And His timing is in the supernatural, and it's not by your clock or your watch Limited as we are, we can't understand the limitless of God. We can't understand it because he didn't design us to understand how unlimited he is. He's limitless. Don't put boundaries on him. He can do it all. He's a multitasker. He can do it all without seeing the end of the story. We often fail to understand our present situation that we're in. We can't comprehend the full, just because we can't comprehend the full picture, it doesn't mean that there's not a full picture. Do you understand that? Just because we can't see it. We can't understand what God is doing. Oh, how I would have loved to preach Second Peter today. Oh, how I have read it so many times this week. Oh, how I would have loved to jump up here and give my opinion, but God quickly said, wait. Wait, wait. We have to also know that Satan is doing everything he can to mess us up as Christians. God's timing rarely makes sense to us because we feel like we're in a holding pattern. We always want to see the end. We want to open the present before Christmas. We want to, we got to know. So for right now, we pray and we wait. The Bible provides a wealth of examples of people who waited. I've studied people who waited because I'm impatient. You're not here, Jimmy, but I see your head somewhere going like this. But let's talk about, i got tons of them to talk about. Let's talk about Noah. Let's talk about Noah. Noah waited a hundred years for that flood. One hundred years he waited. I mean, he's 950, so don't do the math and go, that's impossible. He lived a long time. Noah's one of the most important people in the Bible. And in a world taken over by evil and violence, he lived in that world. Corruption. But the Bible reveals that Noah was righteous, blameless. Not only that, he was the only follower of, of Christ on the earth. Think how that would be. At least I have some buds in here, you know. He was an only one. 
It's difficult to imagine his unwavering faithfulness in the midst of total godliness. But that's the lesson. Over and over again, the Bible says, Noah did everything just as God commanded. During Noah's time, the wickedness of man had covered the earth like a flood. So what did God do? Cover the earth with a flood. Noah had to gather up only seven people. Some animals. When he had never seen rain. Isn't that unbelievable? To him, to comprehend that, comprehend that there was going to be a flood. And he had strict instructions how to build this boat. And he had probably never even seen rain. That's unbelievable. The Lord instructed Noah to build an ark in which his family and all of that would be sheltered in during the storm. And he did it. He accepted his call even though his neighbors were making fun of him. He is exemplified in his faith and his patience. And his patience. Noah's life is a model of patience. Persistence. Living in a faithless society surely it wasn't easy for for Noah because he found a lot of favor in God's eyes because he was just obedience I'm thankful Noah didn't have Facebook Twitter Instagram (laughs) because that faith in God would have had an opportunity to get muddy maybe you're hearing me without me even saying it I'm glad Noah didn't live in that world that we live in that I can wake up in a Sunday morning and I guess maybe they take what I've been looking at for all, all week and they figure out, out I'm a Christian and they figure all that and then they said why don't you stay it's okay they said it's okay if you stay home today and rest Christians get tired whoa let's, let's talk about Joseph he waited 20 years to see a prophetic dream fulfilled he had the dream 20 years later the book of genesis tells us that story about joseph who waited so long for the for that fulfillment of what he knew was going to happen he was falsely accused thrown in prison so much happened but then the time came for him to do what god showed him to do and he did it how about moses 40 years in the wilderness? 40 years. He didn't ha- it didn't take 40 years to get where he was going. If you look at the map, you kind of wonder, why did that take 40 years? I mean, really, it's not that far. In Exodus, it tells us that God led the Israelites the longer, harder way on their journey to the promised land because they were not ready to go in. Process that. They were not ready to go in. They had the time for their training. They had to go through some hard times. They wasted a lot of time wondering what God's timing was. But God never failed to take care of them for 40 years. The same is true with us. Who you really are. And that's all you've called to be. You've been called to be a light on a hill. Don't put your light out. Don't put your light out. 
the tendency to want to know about everything that's going on can be a, a mess to us Christians. Sometimes knowing everything can be uncomfortable and can even hurt you. I spent a large part of my time being impatient and frustrated and disappointed because of things I didn't know. God had to teach me, sometimes in hard ways, how to slow my roll. Unplug. Don't blame, don't point, and don't argue with people with different opinions. God's big enough. He's big enough. It's difficult to exercise discernment, trying to figure it all out. You have your opinion, I have mine. I have strong opinions when it comes to God here. But build up Israel. Build up Israel and you pray for Israel. Always. As we develop patience, the Bible says we finally feel completely satisfied, lacking nothing. Even our relationship with God involves changes as we go. Every change has made us more mature and more complete and lacking nothing. James 1, 2. James 1, 4 says, but it, let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work. So that, because God is so good, trust him, rely on him. Proverbs 16, 9, a man's mind plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. Proverbs 20, 24, thank you. Man's steps are ordered by the Lord. How then can a man understand his way? When God directs our paths, he sometimes leads us in ways that don't make sense. So we're not going to understand all of the details. If we try to reason out everything, we'll experience a lot of struggle and confusion and misery. But there's a better way. Proverbs 3, 6, lean in, lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart. And Peter, John, and just dissect that and let it get in your spirit deep so you'll know how to be and how to talk. Humility is a covering that draws help of God into our lives that protects us. In due time, 1 Peter 5, 6, due time is God's time. He will humble ourselves in the mighty hand of God in due time. The sooner we understand what due time men means, the better off we will be because it's his timing. So let's continue praying for our country. You weren't expecting such a calm speech from me. I wasn't expecting it either. Such a calm sermon. But the more you read and the more you spend time with God, the more peace you get. Does it make you lazy and not stand for what you believe? No. But the more peace that you get. Do you agree? Good. Romans 12, 10, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Even though they may not agree how you agree our future depends on it so as I was talking about God talking about what to preach spending a lot of time in the word trying to figure out just about how today will be praying that the anointing still falls and praying for for our country and all of this I thought I don't even know God I don't even know I don't even know what how what approach I'm going to take I'm just going to stay to where I'm going and he said 
Look at your calendar. What? Okay, just look at your calendar. Thanks, and really consider what these individuals experienced. Day in, day out, a thousand miles from home, and some in danger. Today we honor our veterans. We can talk about all kinds of a crisis in America today. But God said, look at your calendar. Look at your calendar. I had no idea. Just saying. But today we focus on our veterans and our troops spread around the world and who are guarding and fighting for our freedom. Today, today they're not going to get most popular, I guarantee it. Some of those veterans are, are in the police force right now, still fighting, still keeping peace. We can never forget what these men and women, they're still hurting about friends that they lost that didn't come home. A soldier is always a soldier. They never are off duty. They have patriotism like we can only imagine. I can't imagine what you felt this week. I'm so very sorry. I'm so very sorry. Today is the day we take our minds off political views, our self-gain, our timing, our focus has to be on something bigger than the mess that we're in. We'll focus on the people right here in our church that forever changed because of their service. They're forever changed. I don't know what my dad saw in service, but he never talked about it, not one time. When he died, we reached up in the top of a closet and found a couple of little things. I grabbed one thing and threw there that you're so proud to be an American and so proud and humbled and thankful for our soldiers. They're descendants of generations gone before us who heard the call to stand in the gap for liberty and justice. His voice ran out in Lexicon and Concord and they came called out again in Bull Run and Gettysburg, and they came, cried out in the Arden Forest, and they came, and the walls were breached in Pearl Harbor. There's, those were our soldiers there. In Korea, they stood once more. The pain in Vietnam and Afghanistan is horrendous, and for their families. My best friend, Becky, her daughter, her daughter and son-in-law live in Louisiana. It's an active service, and when he's in Afghanistan, every time she comes home, she calls her mom. When she comes home and she rounds a turn to where they live in Lafayette, she calls her mom every day. And my friend Becky says, I says, why does she call so much? She says, Kay, she's petrified to turn the corner and see her house. She's frozen in fear that they, those black cars will be in her driveway to tell her the news of her husband. I'm telling you, we honor you. And when the whole rest of the globe and America is in turmoil, this we know. We thank you for our veterans. And God is good and he's so good. So we're closing. But I want, if you're a veteran and you're still out there, stand up. And you guys stand up. And ladies, thank you for your service. 
Go ahead. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be an American today. I'm proud to be American. Yes. If tomorrow all yes, the things yes, were yes. gone, I'd God is for good all my and life. he's still good. And I had to Don't start again with just my home. children and my Thank wife. I thank what my is. lucky stars to be living here today. Where the flag still stands for freedom yeah. and they can't take that away. Remain proud that you're an American. God bless this USA. Don't hang your head. Don't walk around. We love this country. And we will stand and we will fight and we will pray. God bless this USA. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.